As you can probably tell, this is not just a normal episode. This is a very special one because in this video, I'm going to be collaborating with another YouTube channel slash podcast called Condensed Media. Now, Condensed Media, for those who don't already know, is a media platform that pretty much covers all of pop culture, sports, music, and many other things to come forward. And the host of the Condensed Media podcast or Condensed Takes podcast is Bargoff Ashok. He's been on this podcast quite a few times. If you haven't already done so, please like, subscribe, and comment what you think about this video and whether or not you would like to see more content just like this. And yeah, enjoy the video. Alrighty, we are recording. Are we recording? We are recording. Okay, all right. Welcome back to the Big Mike Podcast. This is episode 22 with me, Michael Ndoy. Today is a very special episode. Like I said before in the intro, I am joined by Bargaf Ashok, the host of the Condensed Takes Podcast. Bargaf Ashok, yes, why don't you go ahead and tell us all about your podcast? For sure. Welcome back to Condensed Takes Podcast. This is episode six for me. I got uh, inspired by Big Mike. Obviously, his podcast is great. Uh, he's been doing it for a while. I used to run a website. I still run a website called Condensed Sports. Uh, I started it in August of 2021. And now I kind of evolved my brand from Condensed Sports to Condensed Media and now Condensed Takes, which is like kind of like the final version of it. Uh, I'm thinking about... Uh, still doing stuff on the website as well, but for right now, like I'm on the Condensed Takes podcast train, yeah, with Big Mike, yeah. and honestly, like it's been fun. You guys have seen me on the podcast multiple times, so I'm back. Is it the third time, or, or like the third fourth time. time? Yes, Jesus, three times, man. Three times, three times the charm, bro. Third time's the charm. This third is the first the time for you. First right. time for you. So, mm-hmm. oh yeah, it is my first time on your podcast. I'm honored. I'm honored yeah. to be on the yes. Condensed Takes podcast. So, before yes, we sir. get into like the serious topics of this episode. I kind of want to ask you just in general, what like told you to just move from just sports to go into other forms of media? So um, like just covering sports, like when you just type it on a website or just look at news articles and look at what's happening and then putting it in your own words or trying to make, make up a piece that like nobody else has written. That's very linear in terms of how you can like scale it. Because when you see multimedia companies and like I'm thinking like big picture, but when you see like big media companies, they have newspapers, they have podcasts, they have Instagram pages, they have Facebook pages, they have Twitter pages, like they have all these different types of social media, they have TikTok pages. Like I know like the Washington Post or the uh, I think it's the Washington Post, like they have like like a meme, like a meme satirical like meme page on TikTok. And it's just a guy like doing memes. My thought was if I can use this topic of sports and branch out into different avenues of media and make it work, then that's like the next step in like me starting this multimedia company, which we'll see what happens. But we'll see what happens. It's a big picture. Yeah, it's a big picture. Big picture. I think it's the same for you, though. I believe it's the same for you. Yeah, for sure. So today we're going to be talking about athletes. Okay. Mm. So. First part for this episode is kind of to branch off off of episode 21, which was episode one of the self-improvement series was the dad episode. So this is essentially episode two of the self-improvement series. And for Bargoff, it is what? Episode six, episode seven, episode six, episode, episode six. six of the condensed takes podcast. So <laughs> we kind of had an idea 
of to completely merge the two ideas of our podcasts. Me, it's the kind of lifestyle, self-improvement and leisure. His is sports and media. So today we're going to be talking about the diets of athletes and the mindsets of athletes and how that can lead to their success. Mm -hmm. Pretty nice. I think it'll work. It works. Yeah. So let's start off with diets, right? Because I don't know that much about sports and you know a lot more. Mm -hmm. What have you noticed in terms of dietary habits among athletes? Alrighty. So at least for dietary habits, it depends on which athlete you're talking about. I know that for most athletes, they usually work with a nutritionist and they usually decide, sorry, my phone just rang. They usually decide with the nutritionist, what should I eat and what should I not eat? So kind of like what you did in your episode, uh, you know, like lowering your carbs and increasing your vegetable intake and then eating protein and doing it in that order. That's very, that, that's very um, normal in, in terms of like talking with the nutritionist. But there are also players that I've noticed that really need uh, like they have sweet tooths, right? So they, they really need to like eat some sweets before they like play the game. I remember back in the day, actually, uh, in terms of like football and basketball, they used to like, you know, drink beer before a game. They used to like eat up like a whole pack of Skittles and like a pack of Skittles because it give them an energy Oh, yeah, boost. there was one football player who ate Skittles. So I forgot his yeah, name, though. I completely forgot his name. Uh, I know, for example, at least in the NBA, uh, Dwight Howard, his diet was really bad back in the day. Uh, I think now he's much better. Uh, shout out to Dwight Howard. Uh, he's in Taiwan right now. He used to eat, I believe it was like a bunch of like sugary candies. It used to be like thousands and thousands of calories worth of just Skittles and Snickers and Hershey's and things of that nature. But he still burned it off because he went to the gym and they like NBA players do so much freaking cardio on the court that they're just burning everything in the gym and on the court, which is ridiculous. I mean, it worked for him because obviously he was able to put on muscle while still eating this, this diet. But I believe he changed his diet after that because he wasn't getting the mm. most performance out of his yeah. uh, out of his games. Um, mm -hmm. In terms of really good diets, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's diet's really crazy. I'm not sure if you've seen Tom Brady's diet, but I can actually pull it up right now since we are on the screen. I'm not, but... Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, I won't be able to see it. I've... But quick note, by the way, when you said mm -hmm. like, uh, what was his name? The guy in Taiwan, the NBA uh, Dwight Howard. So Dwight Howard, how you noted the fact that he burns off a lot of calories because he's in the gym, he does a lot of cardio, he does a lot of work. So something Correct. that I've noticed a lot is that many like fitness influencers who are like super jacked, they kind of promote this message of like, Sorry. oh, you can still eat like unhealthy, but you'll still be jacked though. And one thing I have to say about that is, yes, that's completely true. You can have a completely aesthetic body and you could have a terrible diet because the macros are the same. But what isn't the same is the nutrients intake that you're taking. That's completely yeah. different. So if you're eating that's Snickers so and Skittles, but you have a jacked body, you're still going to be diabetic. You're still so going to have too high of a blood sugar. It's, it's still that's not good per se. Probably so, high cholesterol as well. High cholesterol Speaking as well of, because of the yeah. amount of sugar in your blood, So, Correct. which increases your risk of heart disease. Yes, you can look good while eating sugar, but you also want to look good when you're 80 instead of having to cut your legs off because you're a diabetic at 80. That's, that's true. That's the playing field we have to be at. Mm -hmm. okay. um, but the website says that followers of this diet, meaning Tom Brady's diet, are instructed to eat organically grown fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts, seeds, and legumes 80% of the time. The remaining 20% of the diet comes from grass-fed, organic, antibiotic, and hormone-free lean meats and wild-caught fish or seafood. Yes. The, the TB12 method has an extensive list of foods to avoid or limit due to them being pro-inflammatory. These include non-organic grass-fed dairy, 
uh, refined carbohydrates, trans and saturated fats, added sugars, salt, alcohol, caffeine. Uh, the diet also limits GMOs, most cooking oils like canola and soy oil, high fructose corn syrup, and other soy containing foods. Yep. So based on that diet, I know towards the like towards the back end of his career, some stuff was happening, and like he looked really thin in one of his interviews. Um, but he, I think he's kept up with the diet pretty pretty well throughout his career. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen the guy like eat a Snickers bar. Like I've I've mm-hmm. never seen that happen. Maybe maybe in a sponsorship, but I've never seen that happen. He's gonna so live me a personally, long life. Yeah, something yeah. that probably like the biggest one that I've noticed is the completely organic grass fed anti no antibiotic dairy. That's really important because right. if you look at a, a, a most dairy products, they're actually not that good for you. They have right. tons of added sugars antibiotics and if they're not grass-fed what happens is the cows are actually fed corn or grain and usually those are not fresh so if it's grain it's sometimes moldy grain so the fungi Mm -hmm. and those chemicals within the grains is actually in the systems of the cows themselves correct that is also going into your body this goes back to uh go ahead and the sugar in the corn because corn has sugars i think it's the sweetest starch out there is also in the milk of the cows so mm-hmm. you're having all that sugar and all those chemicals, plus the antibiotics that used to kill the chemicals, plus more added sugar into the milk and inside of a plastic <laughs> container, which has Sheesh. most likely BPA, which is also not good for you at yeah. all. So yeah. in many cases, don't buy milk shout, in the shout grocery out to, store. Shout out to plastic bottles, by the way. I'm drinking shout plastic out to plastic water bottles. bottles. Destroying the ocean. Yeah. Let's go. Ridiculous. Um, yeah. So um, just get... All, like all natural grass fed preferably in a glass bottle milk of course if you can't afford that that's completely fine i can't i'm just giving the best advice out there based on what yeah, i yeah that's fair uh honestly i do need to work on my diet and my intake of calories more so it's good information and also speaking of um like how cows are fed uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, for those of you who've taken environmental science or if you've like learned about this through an agricultural course of some sort, uh, search up concentrated animal feeding operations. Um, this is basically where animals are packed into a confined space with not enough room to graze, uh, meaning they're limited in terms of, um, I guess, the healthiness of the uh, like cow. Vitamin D you, from uh, the sunlight. Correct. So, and also, there's vitamin also no D. vitamin D in the milk as well. Correct. And then they basically feed them through a feeding tube. Uh, in most of these farms, they feed them through a feeding tube. Uh, not all of them, but a good amount of them like put chemicals and antibiotics into their food because they want to get the best possible shelf-stable like meat uh, for consumers. Uh, someone who doesn't eat meat, um, I'm not saying it's like eating meat is a bad thing, but just look at where your meat is coming from. Like look at the source, look at where the sources are coming from before you actually go to the grocery store and just be like, let me just get this, uh, you know, like this sirloin or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and like I said, in the last episode, of course, if you're vegetarian for your own personal reasons or for religious reasons, there are plenty other options you can have to increase your calorie protein intake. And of course you're completely fine on vegetables because that's what you eat. There's a lot you can still do. 
So don't mm-hmm. worry. Even though you keep hearing about, oh, meat is good for you, meat, you're, you're fine. Yeah, you'll facts. find your protein. Yeah, yeah, you'll find protein. At least in Indian food, there's a lot of good sources from proteins, such as rajma. Uh, if you guys don't know what rajma is, chana. Uh, if it's cooked correctly, just just other and honestly, like protein shakes and then uh, kidney beans. You can and and like sometimes I know brown rice isn't really a protein, but brown rice mm-hmm. is good for you, um, depending on where you get it from. Uh, it's really high in iron. Uh, it's one of the reasons why I always get brown rice because uh, I need to get my iron intake up because, uh, yep. you know, Vegetarian. iron deficiency exists. Uh, sorry mm-hmm. for <laughs> defending part of the brown community. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, guys. I mean, that does suck. It does because meat has a yeah. ton of iron and mm-hmm. I mean, there's not much you can do about it. Like It's unfortunate, yeah. It's just but unfortunate. Then, but then I wanted to ask you this question. Yeah. Could you, with your current diet, could you switch to a vegetarian diet with high protein or possibly a keto diet of some sort and still maintain your physique from what your macros are? Because diet is important, obviously, but yes. based on your schedule, I mean, do you think you can get that? Macros based, I'm sure it'll be fine, but I base my diet less on my physique and more on my health in general. So if I were to switch to a keto diet, number one, mm-hmm. I would never switch to a keto diet. Because <laughs> you need carbohydrates. Eat your yes, fucking carbs. Oh, sure curse just word. Make, make, just make sure they're good carbs. Mm-hmm. Like, don't have cookies. Don't eat sugary bread. If you want bread, eat whole wheat bread. Um, whole wheat bread's good. Yep. Have, I love again, wheat bread. Have, have brown rice. Have potatoes. <laughs> right. Eat those. Sweet potatoes especially. Those are amazing. Sweet potatoes are nice. And then... Brussels sprouts, even though people hate them, they're really good for you. I don't know why people hate Brussels sprouts. You're just not cooking them correctly. They, 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 they just don't. Grill them. All they do, do is something. just like boil them and then serve them. Like, that's not how you make them, bro. That's not how you make Brussels sprouts. You got to bake them. Uh, yes, like I know people say that some char is kind of unhealthy for you, but honestly, if you can just lightly toast them or just That's lightly insane. grill them with some with some olive oil or something, exactly, um, it's not bad. It's a high it's like a high bad. smoke point. Like it's it's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic. You're missing out. Yeah, and I also don't like it when they say, "Oh, seasoning is not good for you." Dude, just come on. <laughs> just, <laughs> just put the cayenne pepper. Put the cayenne pepper on. Just put that pepper on there. Put that salt isn't even bad for you either. Just don't. It's mm-hmm. not too much because yeah. too much salt is obviously not good but have salt mm-hmm. in your diet as well. I know there was like yeah. a whole internet trend of like adding salt to your water because it gives you minerals. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'll go that far, but I definitely mm-hmm. put salt on my food, especially on my vegetables. Cause... Nothing wrong with the, a little MSG either. Nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. There was one article back in the day that was that about depends. this guy from he he had food from an old chinese restaurant and he mm-hmm. said this msg is giving me a headache this msg this chinese tech was giving me a headache when mm-hmm. in fact it was other things in the food that was giving him a headache and we don't even know if that headache was actually proven and they have since disproved that msg causes these types of headaches um <laughs> uh, if you put it in your food so i i i feel I pretty mean, my mom, about that. my mom gets migraines from msg so that'll be an interesting one Oh, interesting. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Um, Inter- how much MSG? Like like any or just like too much? 
Like how much is I don't too know, much? Because usually like bouillon cubes are made of MSG and sometimes she uses them to make like a curry of some sort, but I, I'm not sure. That's actually interesting mm. that you brought that up. I'll definitely look into that. From what I've seen, at least, I know a lot of you, some, if, if you get headaches from MSG, then just stay away from MSG. Just, I'm not, I'm not pro, I'm not like a part of some pro MSG board. I'm not sitting down and like, we need a market <laughs> MSG here, here, and here. No. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if it, if it makes you physically like hindered, like if it, if it hinders you, then don't, don't take it. Um, but according to Mayo Clinic, uh, it says it's generally recognized as safe by the FDA and good RX as well. Um, like what is MSG and, uh, is it really bad for you? Good RX does say that some research suggests that consuming the additive in excess doses could be harmful even though MSG is generally recognized as safe. So yeah, it's safe but, in yeah. moderation. Exactly, safe in moderation. Plus another point, the FDA I'm sure also approves the plastic container added sugar milk that we were talking about earlier. So it really oh, just yeah. like, it, it depends on what perspective we're talking about here. If you want the most optimal diet to where you feel like a superhero, maybe don't add MSG in your food. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know that much yeah. about MSG. I didn't do that part in the research. I just know that reduced the, the sugar, <laughs> Increase in protein, polyunsaturated fats, good carbs, and a lot of vegetables. Eat your veggies. I know this whole thing where it's like, oh, just dairy and meat, carnivore diet, blah, blah, blah. Eat your vegetables. (laughs) Eat your vegetables, please. If you want to live. Why do you get so close to the mic? I can get even closer. (laughs) What has this episode turned into? Hold up. (laughs) I thought we were Let's talking rewind, about rewind, diets rewind, and, and mindsets. We're, we're talking about diets and mindsets. Hold up. All right, back to like oh the sports stuff. God. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. What else have you seen when it comes to players or just in general, like based on journalism and stuff? What have they like said? Oh, this is what's best for this sort of athlete. Like, what would a footballer eat as a that's opposed a great, to a, that's a great basketball question. player? You know what I mean? That's a great question. Uh, I have very limited knowledge when it comes to. Honestly, a lot of topics. I just, I just literally searched up like MSG and found like the first three or four links that are reputable, right? Uh, so I need to do more research myself. But from what I've seen and from what I've heard, I can offer my perspective, right? So in terms of uh, NFL diets, usually a little bit heavier on protein sources, and sometimes their uh, their calorie uptake is larger compared to any other sport because offensive linemen and defensive linemen need to be heavier in order to sustain uh, like a good career in the NFL. You can't be a thin offensive lineman. That's just not mm-hmm. it's not possible. It's just not possible. Otherwise, you'll just get pummeled and you'll just you'll lose your job. Unfortunately, uh, so th- they go heavy on uh, like red meat. Uh, from what I've seen, they go heavy on some carbs, uh, both healthy and unhealthy. And they also just have general, like, higher macros. In terms of NBA players, though, from what I've seen, it's all over the place. But good NBA diets usually just start with vegetables and just maintaining a good a good vegetable to carb to protein ratio like mm-hmm. that's that's literally for any sport that works like i'll search up you know what? i'll search up lebron james's diet lebron james has a high protein low fat low carb diet according to men's health he eats lobster asparagus arugula nuts and other uh like types of greens and during the playoffs james is constantly on the lookout for sugar substitutes and boosts carbohydrate intake to make his shots go further so since carbs give you a boost of energy and if you need a boost of energy nba players tend to rely more heavily on good carbs so that's what i've seen 
Um, but if you want to look at like good diets, I'd say Tom Brady's diet. If you want to go that extreme, Tom Brady's diet's good. Um, if if not, you can look into uh, LeBron James's diet. Uh, you can look into the diet of, I believe, maybe Serena Williams. Uh, I've seen her diet being passed around everywhere. I believe that's similar, like high protein, low fat. Um, like I think low to moderate carb diet because tennis. But yeah, that's that's what I know. We're now entering the full topic of episode two of the self improvement series, or for you, yeah. episode six, is what mindset you need to have to succeed. And of course, in this example, we're using sports, but I feel like that mindset in sports can be universal in many cases. So mm -hmm. my first question for you, Bargov, is what mindset works best? Wow. In terms of sports? In terms of sports, yes. Big question. That is such a hard freaking question. My goodness. So obviously from what people have seen on social media, um, the the mindsets being passed around are either like spinoffs of like what coaches say. So usually they're motivational speeches and coaches who have maybe played or coaches that have topped the league like in its entirety. You see that and then you spin that off into a mindset. Then you see actual players going off into a mindset. You see TB12, you see Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant. Uh, you see all these people um, on like social media and just on like TikTok, Instagram, you know, saying a quote to a reporter and that being sp spun off as like a mindset and it goes into like an edit or something of some sort. And then people are just like, okay, I want to adopt this mindset. In terms of the best mindset, in my opinion, I think my top two would probably be Kobe Bryant's mindset, right? Mama mentality mindset. That's you get, you see that getting thrown around every day, right? Uh, mm. Constantly improving every day. That's mama mentality. That's that's mindset one. Mindset two, I'd say that's more of a coaching thing, but it comes from Phil Jackson. So what Phil Jackson used to do was he used to coach hard, um, but he, he would coach in ways that would unlock the like potential of certain players. So he would do different practice. He brought in Native American culture uh, from his background. Uh, he brought in, um, you know, books and literature. He brought in like motivational videos. He brought in different types of sports. I believe uh, when he coached the Bulls, <laughs> this coming from the last dance, he brought in like a yoga mat and he just started yoga exercises like Native American, like that go back to Native American culture. He also had a tradition at the end of the season. This was also in the last dance uh, where he would have the players write their like biggest regrets or like biggest, you know, weaknesses or like any any problems they had, put it into like a waste bin and then light it on fire and then have like the lights just turn off in the court uh, and have it extinguished uh, a little later. Nice. That's so actually that, kind of cool. Yeah, it is kind of cool. Uh, if you want to find the clip, you want to watch it. It's, it's really cool. But in terms of mindsets, Kobe Bryant, Phil Jackson. And then if you want to do a football one, oh man, football, there's a lot of good players. Probably Tom Brady because he has the most rings. I hate to admit it, but like it's it's Tom, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I remember seeing a clip of this like right before the Super Bowl was about to start, and Tom Brady, what he would do is he would run and just scream, "Let's go!" Right before the game. <laughs> Apparently, he did that before every single game. That kind of reminds me. I know uh, athletes who give really good pep talks, and athletes who don't give good pep talks. <laughs> I don't want to put any anyone on blast, but uh, Trevor Lawrence, he was getting memed a little bit. His QB for the Jaguars, it wasn't a good pep talk. It was like 10 seconds. People didn't like it. It was just like, we're going to get out there and we're going to have a good game. And then everyone was just like, this is corny. Damn. And it was, I was like, damn, like, why are you making fun of him when you're not even in the position of being an NFL quarterback? But then I do see as a quarterback, you need to lead your team 
on the offensive side to a victory, right? You need a leadership mindset that gets you to the next level. Um, and people didn't like that, like a speech because it was, it was that bad, unfortunately. So I feel bad for my guy. That's an example of how sometimes people see motivational speeches taken on Instagram or on like like a social media page from like the NFL and how they like react to it. So back to the Mamba mindset, take us through that. So Kobe Bryant came up with this mentality called the Mamba mentality, right? So the Mamba mentality basically states that you need to get better every single day in any aspect of your life, right? It uh, doesn't matter um, if you, you know, like attempt it and then you botch the attempt, or it doesn't matter if you try something new and it doesn't work out. It's the fact that you're putting in the effort every single day to do something to change your mindset and to better yourself. Just micro steps, baby steps, right? Kobe's mindset when he was a player, um, I think is unbeatable. It's, it's unbeatable. Me and you have talked about this a lot. It's, it's he, his mindset's ridiculous. Um, he would be in before practice. He would be in after practice. He would just live, breathe, and obsess over basketball and championships and rings. I know when he came into the league, people were just like, he's just a copycat of Jordan. He stole all his moves. MJ keeps saying he stole all his moves. Uh, and I do this like a big similarity between Kobe and Jordan. But the way Kobe differentiates himself is with the mindset, right? So mm -hmm. his mindset involves getting up at 4 a.m. every day. Um, it used to be 3 or 4 a.m. because that's the time when people don't really bother you and you don't have to start asking for stuff, right? At least that's what I think of it. But for Kobe, it was just working because you have more time in the day to work, mm -hmm. right? So he would get up at 4, I think he would like stretch and then he would get a workout in like put up shots and then he'd uh, come back home, like eat breakfast, like relax a little bit and then work out again, like towards the afternoon, like at 10 a.m. maybe. And then work out, like take a break again and then work out again with the practice, like with the squad and then work out after practice. See, you've already worked out three to four times when you only worked out once. He just quadrupled your output and that's why he's better than you. And you're over here just like going to Taco Bell after practice. Like, come on, bro. And that's what I don't understand about a lot of people who just like, they're just like, man, I just want to chill. I don't want to work hard. Like maybe, maybe you're in a position where you don't, you're not enjoying it. So what, bro? Like it's better than nothing. Try to get, try to get good at it. Try to mold yourself to the point where you yes. actually enjoy it. That goes for anything. Yeah. That goes for studying. That goes for athleticism. That goes for, goes for uh, maintaining a physique. Everything. Just Everything. try to get to a point where you enjoy it through discipline. If that doesn't work, then try something else, bro. One of the biggest lessons I've learned based on that alone is I, you actually brought up a really good point there. I used to play video games a ton. And my reason for playing video games is because I felt like my life was not exactly what I wanted it to be. I felt like my life kind of sucked. So the whole point of a video game was to help me escape the life that I currently live and immerse myself into another one. But then what I ended up realizing is why should I detach myself from this world to immerse myself into one that's fake instead of actually taking actual steps to make my actual life one that I actually enjoy living. And then that kind of made me, not kind of, it actually made me completely stop playing video games. I haven't touched any of my stuff for maybe over a year now. You, you brought up a really good point there about whatever it is that you can pursue, even if you don't enjoy it like right now. For example, life. Get good at life, bro. And one of the most important quotes that I've learned is life is not short. It's long if you know how to use it. See, I'm not in the, the camp where video games are necessarily bad for you. I know you're in that camp because you've experienced 
like what it's like to just detach yourself. I have as well. Um, but I see myself like, you know, just, just picking up a birdie game, not for extended periods of time though, max, maybe an hour. Um, like I just played like two video games yesterday, like in the span of one hour. And you, you saw that, you saw that we were hanging out at your friend's house. Um, but we were, we were both chilling, uh, but it wasn't more than like one hour. Mm. And I'm not saying video games are a bad thing. It's just that if you want to keep playing it, that's fine. But just keep in mind that the more you play the video game, the more you're wasting time. And the more you're wasting time, the more you're not spending time on stuff that actually matters. Mm. Unless you can turn video games into like a career, like a Twitch streamer, and you have the persona for that, and you have the mindset for that. Perfect. But I don't I don't see people doing that. Like, there's a lot of gamers who just don't stream. Well, if you're just going to sit there and play video games all day, like, figure out something. Like, it's fine if you play it for an hour and then go to work and then go to the gym and do this and do that. Or once in a while when we when you're with your buddies. But, like, like I understand the fun aspect of it. I understand games yeah, can immerse you course, in a story. In a story yeah. where it's, like, it's, it's, it's a good story. Like, I just, like, I played God of War, Ragnarok. Um, not too game. long ago great game uh i know you didn't play it because you probably yeah. watched it i'm assuming yeah i watched it yeah you did watch it okay of that's course fine. i watched it come on like dude of, co- of course you watched I, it yeah i loved god of war 4 i loved it i had it on, i had it on my ps4 then when i heard it came out i was like maybe i could just watch it Man. i could just see the game I could just look. and i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna be completely authentic about it i might watch spider-man 2 as well the PS5 one. I might buy that game, honestly. Now I think about it, but I don't Go think I'll it. have time. I don't think I'll have time. Uh, just True. generally Wait, speaking. You'll be in like... Oh, yeah, we're going to be in college by then. It'll be but... in the swing of things. No pun yeah. intended. Web swing. swing. Oh, I get it now. Okay. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. I'm slow. I'm fucking slow. Anyway. Moving on. What do you think was the most significant part? Like, I know it's just improve yourself, improve yourself. But in your opinion, in a, in a sports perspective, let's go back to the condensed takes side of this. Mm-hmm. What's the most important reason why constantly improving yourself is good to have in a mindset when it comes to sports? Oh, my fuck. Oh, this is a list. I'm glad you asked. Uh, basically, number one. If you constantly improve, the games will get easier and easier. And um, going through the motions does not seem um, as um, – it uh, doesn't take as much effort as it used to. It seems effortless when you ever you go on the court or on the field or, you know, maybe on the tennis court or just anything. Just getting better at the sport to the point where it seems effortless is perfect because then you can actually start working on what matters, which is the mindset – Number one, improving your your actual mental IQ when it comes to the game of basketball or football because you need – like people think like, oh, the foot, uh, football players taking all the scholarships. Oh, they're not smart. Oh, they're not. No, they are smart. The, the players are smart. They have to pass in like a football IQ or a basketball IQ test and remember the plays like the back of their hand in order for them to like succeed. Yes, the athleticism is there, but like if you don't have the mindset for it, it's it's not going to pan out. And that's why Tom Brady's as successful as he is, like Kobe Bryant as successful as he is. Because Kobe Bryant, when it comes to working it out and when it comes to like mentality, that's great. But on the court, he would break things down um like like an abstract like like a like an abstraction. So for those of you who don't know, like in computer science, an abstraction is where you keep breaking down something until you get it in its most basic form. He would break it down. Like, oh, okay, if I shoot with my left foot. 
uh, that means I'm off balance. I should uh, correct my balance by maybe doing a fadeaway shot, like things like that. Like that, that's just a random example. Uh, that that probably won't work. Don't do that on the court, please. But you see what I mean, right? If you have the mental fortitude to get past um, like the grind of just getting up and just going through the motions, perfect. If you have the IQ uh, on the court, off the court, on the field, off the field, when it comes to interacting with coaches and just looking at plays. And then the third thing. From what I would say in terms of mindset, other people see it. Like we're talking about Kobe right now. Other people see the mindset that they can apply to their daily life. Because honestly, the mama mentality, you can apply it anywhere. If you're working as uh, someone in IT, you can like someone in finance, uh, someone who's an engineer, someone who's uh, maybe just trying to grind it out in JUCO, um, trying to make it to the next level. Um, maybe someone who's in college right now trying to go to the league, uh, trying to improve their game. Like think, things of that nature. Maybe you're in swimming. You wanna you wanna get better at swimming. You wanna practice hundred meter relays back and forth, back and forth. It's it's simple, simple to implement. You have to put in the work first, and that's the hard part. What level of intensity should the work be? Good question. <sighs> should be maximum. No, uh, no. Let me not say that. It should be if you're in a position where this is your career, like you're in the NBA or you're in the NFL, the objective of getting a ring should be your number one priority. And you should put all your effort into that by improving your game plan and talking with your team. And then another, going back to your the previous question, you have to learn how to interact with your team as well. You can't be selfish. I mean, sure, Michael Jordan was selfish, right? He was a star player mm-hmm. on the team. Well, uh, he can't score all the points. He can't do that. Like, it's not going to work every game. Maybe, like, a couple games. It's not going to work every game. Like, in today's NBA, in today's NFL, it's not going to work. Like, they're just going to double-team you, triple-team you. They can't shoot it. That's why the Jordan rules existed. And the Jordan rules are basically a set of rules um, made up by the bad boy Pistons. We talked about this in episode one. They made up a rule set for Jordan whenever he would step in, like, near the basket. They would just beat him up. And it was the 90s, so nobody cared. They would just beat him up. They would just beat him up. And it was normal because he was that good of a player. So you need to learn how to rely on your teammates in terms of football, basketball. You need to, you need to be able to rely on something or someone when it comes to team sports. Individual sports, yeah, sure. Okay, that's fine. Like, you can you can dominate, like, all you want. That's fine. But genuine team sports, you need to work on uh, interacting with teammates and coaches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, like, I, rem- I remember I was listening to episode five of your podcast, The Condensed Takes. And nice. I remember Nick Hicks said something, and it was actually really insightful because I thought this too. He said, if you ask someone who doesn't know anything about basketball, who's mm-hmm. the best player in the league, they'll probably say, oh, the person who scores the most. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, that's not what makes the best player in the NBA. It's not the person right. who scores the most. And he really emphasizes this idea of a team player, like how important it is to actually work with your team. Because even if you are like the star player of your team, like you said before, you can't score all the points. You alone are not going to be able to go against an entire team. That's just not how it works. The reason why teams in a sport exist is because that's objectively the best way and most likely the only way you can be successful in that sort of setting. Even outside of sports, have a team, have people around you that can help you improve, help you score, they score, you score, and you all win. Have that brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever you want to call it. Have that. It's because it's so essentially important. It really reinforces the idea of we are stronger together. And I know this is whole trend of like the Sigma male lone wolf mentality. 
And let me just tell you something. <laughs> no, have friends, dude. Like have someone you can lean on, have someone you can ask for help, be someone people can ask for help. It's important to have those kinds of social skills because I know it's, it's so cringe. It's, it's so prevalent, this idea of like how cool it is to be like your own guy. This like American psycho Patrick Bateman sort of character. And like, you're just, you're like alone. Oh, literally me, bro. And this sort of world that's against you and you're just going in your your villain arc and all that shit like stop it and i think that's what makes this episode so important because it's using the the philosophy of sports which involves teamwork and like success together connecting that to real life and yeah. the, the mindsets that come from sports and connecting that to real life and 100 it's ridiculous to think that you know, Michael Jordan would be the exact same without Scottie Pippen. I think Scottie Pippen is so underrated. Uh, yes, he's done some, you know, shady stuff like uh, recently with the media and things like that. Like he's been in the news a little bit. But when he was playing, like he was like one of the most underpaid players in the league. And he was like, as like he was helping Jordan, like he was he was helping, like he was helping him become Michael Jordan. You can't have. Michael Jordan without Scottie Pippen. And I will always believe that. I will wholeheartedly believe that Michael Jordan will not exist without Scottie Pippen. Okay? Even though Michael Jordan can score more, uh, maybe he, like, you know, had that flu game, whatever, right? He, he wouldn't be the same. I doubt it. And Scottie Pippen, when Michael Jordan retired to go play baseball and he was gone from the league, he did well. He was a star player on the team and people enjoyed the mentality because Scottie Pippen was this is the I, I like this is the only way I can word this uh, excuse my language he was less of an asshole than Jordan was Jordan was an asshole like nobody yeah. nobody liked his mindset when it came to basketball because it was my way or the highway and if you don't if you don't agree with that then leave like you don't want to play that way don't play that way that's a famous clip like last night if you don't want to play that way don't play that way and he's like he's like he's very serious when it comes to that but people didn't like it because it would push them away from him like it would it would it would create the sort of divide where they were scared of michael jordan and that's good for opponents but your own teammates and jordan jordan uh defenses off by saying that in order to get that fear into everyone you have to you have to it has to be inflicted like within the team first but i'm gonna be yeah. honest like maybe yeah. in the 90s maybe in the 90s it'll work but in today's yeah. nba nah man no, no thanks, bro. Even in the '90s, I'm sure if he didn't do that, the Bulls would have want like would have been even better of a team. I just when you fearmonger like that among pe people within your circle, when you're that person, like you said, it pushes them away from you. You become less of a unit that way, which is why styles of leadership is so important. There's a test you can take online. I forgot what it's called. But I took it when I was taking Psych 1101 for dual enrollment. And it was a leadership test. And it gave you questions and answers you could give. And what it would do is, use, of course, using the questions and answers, the style of leadership you follow. And you can, I, you can be an authoritarian leader. And you can be a democratic leader. And I'm, I think there was another one. But I remember there was authoritarian and democratic. So an authoritarian leader, that leadership style is one that works in only a few scenarios, but in general, that's not one you really want to follow. It's when you 
solely the leader tells pretty much everyone what to do. And this only works when it's like in very like extreme situations. Like it's, you're under pressure. There's like a deadline tomorrow. Okay, guys, everybody quiet. Listen, we need to do this, 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 and that. Let's go. That's authoritarian leadership. And that's why when you look throughout history, especially European history, the only reason why authoritarian leadership was so prevalent is because of the state of Europe at the time. The Nazi party in Germany really came into power mostly because of the state of Germany it was at the time because of the Treaty of Versailles after World War I. They were literally burning money to warm themselves. So that's authoritarian leadership. That doesn't typically work. Then you look at democratic leadership, which is sort of a census style leadership. You come in as a leader and you're like, okay, this is the situation. Vargas, what do you think? Vode, what do you think? Justin, what do you think? Right? And you get those are all, our friends, by the way. Yeah, those are our friends. And you get we all have the consensus of <laughs> all the consensus <laughs> of the people around you. And then whatever they say, you can make a poll about it. You can say, okay, the majority says this, but some people actually say this. But since you're the leader, you still have to make the decision. But mm -hmm. based on what people say and based on what your knowledge and their knowledge, you can still make that decision for in, in the interest of everyone. So it benefits everyone, not just you as the leader, but as the team itself. So, Bargoff, a question. Mm. Of the players you know, who has the democratic mindset? Oh, man. You just hit me with questions. Good questions. Okay. Um, democratic. You know... Giannis Antetokounmpo did a speech recently. No, not even recently. It was like a couple months ago. Uh, actually, that is recent in terms of NBA news. Recently on failure. And he was talking about how Michael Jordan uh, didn't win um, a championship until he was like 15 years in. Or the last nine years of his career are failure because of that. Is, is like, And the Bucks didn't make it past the first or second round, I believe, in the playoffs this year. I think it was the first round. Uh, they, they couldn't make it past it. Um, and then the reporter asked a dumb question, which was something along the lines of, do you consider this season a failure because you didn't make it to the playoffs or, or you didn't make it past uh, the second round of the playoffs or the NBA finals? And Giannis was like, that's a dumb question because he asked the same question last year when they didn't make it because even though they got farther last year, he still asked mm -hmm. the same question. So in that in that uh, sort of uh, like flashback, like Giannis was just Giannis was pissed and he just he just went off. He was just like, dude, this is wrong. Like it's not a failure. It's just something I can use to learn um, and come back even better next season. And I don't understand the hate that um, he's getting and or the Bucks are getting in terms of um, like their last couple of seasons. You're forgetting that they just won a ring like two three years ago. Like they just won, they just won the ring two to three years ago, and Giannis was like, like it was like it was all over the news. He was like such a good come up story from Greece. Like it's ridiculous to think that Giannis is not a good player because he didn't win championships. That's ridiculous. There's a lot of good players that didn't win championships. Charles Barkley didn't win a championship. Sorry, Charles Barkley. Shout out to Barkley and Shaq, the whole TNT crew. Funny. Um, Charles Barkley didn't win a ring. Um. I don't think Clyde Drexler won a ring. Uh, he might have actually, uh, but uh, Clyde Drexler, uh, Portland Trailblazers shooting guard, great player. But there's so many good play. I think Alex Alex English probably won a couple of rings. Um, Mello, 
Oh no, he didn't. I thought he won it with uh, the Lakers, but he did not that year. So like Carmelo Anthony, um, like players like like that who are unbelievable at what they do, still can't win a ring. Are they failures? They made the money. Like they had brand deals, sponsorships. They had great plays. They had highlights on Sports Center, ESPN, CBS, TNT. Like, is it a failure? No, it's not a failure. They just couldn't get to that next level which is what Kobe did, which is what LeBron did, Mike did. It's just there's there's a gap between being great and being nice and solid and good. So by great, do you mean someone who wins a championship and good? You just mean like a solid player? More than that, but essentially, yes. Essentially, yes. But I'm not saying the good players are garbage. They're, I'm not saying they're mm-hmm. like – Boo boo cheeks, like they're they're, they're good players. <laughs> <laughs> I had to cut the tension a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Like, boo boo cheeks, um, like they're not awful players. They just like it, for whatever reason the situation didn't work with the team. They couldn't build around. Like Dame, Damian Lillard, another one didn't want a ring. He's like trying to get out of Portland. Apparently, he's going to go to Miami. Um, shout out to trade rumors uh, for this season. Uh, maybe Jimmy Butler and Damian Litter can be a good duo, but we'll see how that works. Jimmy Butler, he doesn't want a ring. I don't think he's won. A, uh, I believe he hasn't won a ring. I've heard but a lot about still, Butler. Yes, Jimmy Apparently Butler. Apparently, he, he's like the he's like Michael Jordan two point or something. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay, okay. So there's this meme going around that Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's long lost son. Oh, okay. So, Jimmy Butler, uh, unfortunately, um, I believe, did not have, like, a predominant father figure. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but I believe that's what people are saying. And Jordan was known for being very... Promiscuous. i say loose. Yeah, promiscuous, loose, right? Um, it's a little loose. That's what I like to say. Mm-hmm. But, um, so what people thought was maybe based on like the facial structure because they put a side-by-side picture of like Jordan on this side and Butler on this side, Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's son because of the features. And like, it that only came back in the cycle, the meme cycle of the NBA when Jimmy Butler was going off in the playoffs, scoring here and there, left, right, bucket after bucket, Jimmy buckets, like doing the timeout celebration. Like people were just like, this dude's a menace. It's ridiculous. Eastern Coppins finals champion. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, so I've also heard like from. he had very similar moves to Jordan as well. But I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know anything about it. I can see a couple, but I think that Jimmy Butler's more of a uh, like a he's more of like a slasher, meaning he drives to the rim a lot. Uh he can shoot threes as well, but I see him I see him usually inside of the three point line. That's that's okay. where I usually see him. So that's that's about it. Okay. So mm-hmm. what kind of mindset do you have to have? to succeed in a sport in general, hmm. based on what we've in discussed. Ge- in general, in general. Yeah. Let's go surface level. So NFL, like draft pick, NFL, NBA, you're a role player. You're a backup. Fantastic. Making good money. You have to work hard enough to get to that point, right? You have to get good college, you have to get into a good college. That is a good program. You have to get drafted. Uh, you have to fit in a team that, like wants you there and like wants to use you in this predominant way as a role player. So for that mindset, I would say just work hard, keep doing what you're doing. Um, don't pay attention to uh, 
you know, any of the negative press or anything. If you want to be good, work hard. Don't pay attention to the negative press. Don't do any of that. If you want to be great, work hard. Don't do any of the negative press. Don't do any of that. Because it's the same mindset. It just depends on how you use the mindset to the best of your ability in order to become good, great, or just a role player, a solid role player. That's that's what I think. And then also it comes down to can you be uh, can you be clutch in situations that other players are not? Can you lead a team from what we've talked about? Can you do anything other than just work hard? That's I've been talking about hard work a lot, but can you do anything else? Like Kobe, mm-hmm. like Kobe, like Kobe backed it up, right? Kobe backed up his hard work, but it depends because some athletes are physically dominant, just make way in the NBA. Like Shaq, he's yeah. one of the greatest big men in history. If he had Kobe's mindset, they would have won eight rings, nine rings, ten rings, eleven rings, maybe not eleven <laughs> rings, ten rings minimum. So it also depends on your dominance, like physical dominance. Like, can you assert yourself in those situations? Like Shaq, every time he get in the post, boom, dunk, boom, dunk, boom, post move, dunk, layup. Maybe not free throws. That's how they got him. Shaq yeah. and a free throw. Shaq and a free throw. But yeah, it it depends on how well you fit in terms of the NBA. NFL is a little bit different. NFL, I would say, uh, if you're a QB, you need a leadership mindset. If you're a wide receiver, you need to lead your wide receiver room. Uh, like, if you're wide receiver one. Um, if you're the captain, like, on the offensive side, like, some sometimes captains are linemen uh, who actually, like, block for the QB and the running back. Or maybe the captain is a running back. Depends. Depends on the player. I haven't seen any running back captains, though. Uh, you need to lead your team. So, it's a combination of working your ass off, right, up here. Leadership over here. And then how you can capitalize on situations that others can't. So basically your X factor, that's how you succeed in the sport. If you want to be great. And would good and role player exclude the last part? <sighs> it depends on the game, but usually if it's not consistent, then, then yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. Um, usually like they don't have like X factors. I use the term X factor kind of loosely. Um, it reminds me of like Madden. Uh, Madden had a feature called an X factor where only like, some of the greatest players like on your like Madden squad would be able to like activate it. And once it was activated, like on offense and defense, like they would be unstoppable. So if you take that, that term and put it in like real life, like athletic terms, it could just be like, okay, X factor is basically capitalizing on situations and performing like unbelievable feats that others can't. So yes, I'd say it excludes the X factor part. And then um, leadership, it depends on um, your situation on your team as well. So that's that's what I would say. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we have a pretty good idea of the mindset behind sports players, the diet of sports players, and both mm-hmm. of those diets and mindsets that you can implement into your own lives, whoever is watching or listening. And I think that Bhargav and I have come to a pretty good conclusion for this episode. And I want to thank you, Bhargav, for joining me in the second episode of the Self-Improvement Series. This is fun, bro. This is really fun. I'm glad you joined me on the Condensed Takes podcast. Um, Make sure to stay hydrated, stay healthy, and stay solid, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.